0: I didn't do anything. All I did was create a holding space for people to do what they intrinsically know to do, which is people know they need to eat well. They know they need to exercise. They know that they need to make healthy choices, but they don't do it because there isn't always a confirming environment mm. um, or they don't have other people that they're sharing the journey with. So I would say the success of those that program really was the sense of community collaboration, there was a sense of connection, and there was an opportunity to feel like they were contributing. There was somewhere that they could be that was also for themselves.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Natural Healthcare Network podcast. My name is Deb McLeod, and I really appreciate your sitting in and listening in. Today, I am delighted to say that I have Leora Moffsevitz joining me. She is a functional medicine certified health coach. She helps her clients achieve optimal well-being through her personalized functional medicine programs. Leora has an inspiring story, so I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation as much as I did. Liora. It is lovely to have you here with me today. I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join me on my podcast.
0: Well, oh, thank you, Deb. And I just wanted to say thank you for inviting me and uh, for spending the time with me too. So the the feelings are mutual. Oh, oh,
1: isn't that lovely? And it is really interesting. I love how I'm meeting so many people you and I haven't really met in person and because of all the different things with COVID and and also a a bit of distance because I'm in the Southwest and you're up in London. But we met on LinkedIn and I just thought that your experience would be really interesting to talk about because you are a functional medicine health coach and you're a wellness entrepreneur and you've got an extensive background in working in health and well-being. So I thought it'd be really interesting for us to talk a little bit about that. Plus, you are from South Africa, right?
0: Yes, that's right. So <laughs> definitely a diverse, a diverse background. And yeah. uh, you're, you're correct. You know, there's, there's been so many different places that I've been um, in terms of my journey of health and well-being that's brought me to this point.
1: So, well, do you want to just give a, a little bit of a background on what you've done previously and, you know, just give us a little bit of a background and then we'll just go from there. Is that okay with you?
0: Yeah, 100%. Great. So, uh, so often people ask me, you know, how did, I, how did I get to being in functional medicine, health coaching? And with everything, there's a journey, you know, and the journey probably started when I was um, in high school and my grandmother bought me a book called Foods That Harm, Foods That Heal. Um, and it was, it's, a weird, yeah. and it, it's, <clears throat> do you know that book? Yes. Uh, and it, it was a Reader's Digest book and I, I still have it with me and it's wrapped in the same plastic that has been wrapped in since I was in high school. And anytime that I felt like something was wrong with me um, of any kind, whether it was a headache or a stomach ache, I used to go to the book and I used to open the book and I used to find my own little remedies and solutions for doing things. And I think it started then, you know, I think it started then that my, my, my mission and my passion for there must be a way to help myself um, with my health other than being taken to the doctor, which is what my mom used to do. I love my mom. But, you know, if I had any kind of sniff or cough or anything, I'd be down the road to the doctor on antibiotics. And that was the standard of care that I grew up with. Yeah. So it started there. um, And then it moved across um, my whole life trajectory, where in high school I was in accounting and I hated accounting. And I stood up to the accounting teacher and I said, I want to go to biology (laughs) <laughs> and she said, you can't go to biology because you're doing accounting. And, you know, it went from, bio- from there to moving to the biology class. Um, and then after that, it was just a journey, um, not, in my prof- not in my formal education at university because I studied psychology, but my favorite subject in psychology was with Dr. Helgo Schumer, who was a, um, a psychologist that trained us on health psychology. And his lecture was the only lecture that was a total... Um, what's the word when an auditorium is packed to capacity? It was packed to capacity, but we're talking 1998. Um, He was way ahead of his time because there was no such thing as health coaching in 1998. But it was the subject, and I remember I had this big, thick purple textbook, and it was the subject that meant the most to me, and he was the lecturer that I never missed any of his lectures. And little did I know in 1998 that in 2021, um i would be a functional medicine health coach living in a different country so that's the truth the journey is unfolding as we speak um and it's uh, it's a wonderful one because i feel like i'm in my purpose and there's um is an ongoing uh, growth and development where the more i'm in my purpose the more doors um start opening yeah
1: yeah Absolutely, I can see that and hear that. I like how you've gone for about a twenty-three year journey. You've just gone from there to here, (laughs) so there's a little bit more in between that, isn't there?
0: (laughs) Just a little bit, (laughs) exactly. So, in in the functional medicine timeline, as they would say, you know, we look at what are the antecedents, what are the triggers, and what are the mediators, and what was in that? What was in that timeline between eighteen and nineteen ninety-eight, and I'm forty-one now, and in two thousand and twenty-one, and there was studying uh, my undergraduate in psychology and marketing. Um, and then I worked for um, a leading nutraceutical company um, in South Africa, where I really honed my skills um, in understanding what doctors need right. and understanding what not only doctors need, but healthcare professionals across the board, because they were looking for something different. And that was really the, the birth of functional medicine um, in South Africa. And my company that I worked for, we were the gold sponsor for bringing in functional medicine. And I had the privilege um, to meet all the leaders um, that are, many of them today, I can say people that are mentors and friends Mm -hmm. um, that I got to meet along the way. And the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy didn't exist back then. And I, I was working and I was becoming a mom and all these different things. And studying again wasn't an option But then there was the birth of the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. And I remember Dr. Christy Hughes and Dr. Mark Monacrosino, we were on a conference. And Christy said to me, she said, Leora, you just have to do this. (laughs) You have to do this course. It was designed for you. So I said to her, Christy, I just just don't have the time. You know, I just can't do it right now. And um, I said, okay, fine. Eventually, the time was right. And it wasn't the right time, but it's never the right time. And yeah. in, and I joined the program and that was moving and connecting all those different pieces of the puzzle together in terms of my working experience in, in, in business and commercial side of things in training uh, with, with a company that I worked for um, and then connecting that together with functional medicine um, and, and becoming a functional medicine health coach. Gosh,
1: that's exciting because there are a lot of health coaches out there, aren't there? It's like there are a lot of nutritional therapists out there, et cetera, et cetera, all those things. But I'd love to hear more about the health coach program.
0: The Functional Medicine Coaching Academy, um, which is based in America. Yeah. Um, they train people to become functional medicine health coaches. So right. I am an advocate of what they do. Um, and I'm, you know, I've been Grateful to had experience working with them. In, it's actually been recently in Clubhouse, which is this new social media platform, which has been really fun. And we've yeah. been moderating rooms together and just working in the alumni program on, on ways to to support people to um, to get access also to functional medicine health coaches. I think I'm I've got that as a mission as well, uh, making sure that there's this match between a doctor and finding their functional medicine health coach, because ultimately that marriage is such a good one where the health coach becomes the implementation specialist for that doctor. So they work as a team. So it's all about the collaborative healthcare model, you know, Mm -hmm. where there's, you know, people would sometimes think, well, what do you do? What's the difference between a nutritional therapist and a health coach? And there's a big difference. You know, there's a big difference between what we all do and in, and, and if everybody stays in their lane um, and supports each other in a collaborative care model, um, that is what inspires me because I know where I want to work. I'm very clear on what my strengths are and the type of difference that I can make for my clients. And, you know, I know that I would want to refer people to a functional medicine doctor who does more specifics in terms of laboratory work and testing, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. Um, So it's just about knowing what your strengths are, Mm -hmm. knowing what your scope of practice is, and then working within that.
1: Great. That's really, really good. Because there are a few practices here in the UK that are integrative practices. They're slowly growing. So having people like you that are connected up with others that can build that bridge is so important. And, I joined you on one of the clubhouse events which is great fun. I mean it is it is easy to get completely consumed by it so I have to make sure I keep myself on the
0: <laughs> Yeah, absolutely.
1: But we've jumped well ahead because you were living in South Africa, and now you're here in the UK. Can I ask why you decided to to move to from South Africa to the United Kingdom? Because that's a and you did it right in the midst of the pandemic too, didn't you?
0: That's right. So um, must have had a very strong reason. So the yeah. truth is that we we'd set our, our heart on leaving um, in March of 2020. But as the schools were shutting here in the UK and it was looking like we were leaving South Africa to have a better life in the UK in some regards, what were we doing? It just didn't yeah. make sense. So, I mean, our house was already packed up. We had our bags packed at the front door. Um, we had beds to sleep on, but we had no pots. We had no pans. Luckily, we still had the fridge in the house that we were living <laughs> in. So we, we hit pause and we then spent lockdown in South Africa first and we had a very very stringent lockdown and that was really the birth of realizing that we can't control our future no matter what and it was never going to be the right time in the same way it wasn't the right time for me to study functional medicine health coaching it wasn't the right time to leave and then we rescheduled and there was kind of this Everybody's got their COVID story, but it, yeah. I knew, I knew that we weren't leaving in April. My husband thought, well, we'll leave in April, maybe we'll leave in May. And my gut feel was no, we're not going anytime soon. And then the, the, then we needed to leave South Africa because we had um, our children registered in school to come here. We had um, you know, I had to get in before Brexit because I'm from my, <laughs> I'm a Lithuanian citizen. And we just had to trust. We had to take a leap of faith. We had to take a leap of faith, just like my grandmother, who was British and lived here, took a leap of faith to come to South Africa. She got on a boat after the Blitz of London to come to South Africa for a better life. I took my kids and my husband. We, my husband didn't have a job. I didn't have a job secured either. And we just knew that this is what we need to do. And it's going to be OK. Wow. And? And we're here. here. So yeah, so we took that leap of faith. So I I am in London, I'm speaking to you from and it it hasn't been easy. Uh, I can't lie to you and say that this has been a bed of roses. I don't think anybody um, can say that the past year has been easy. And if they have, please introduce me to them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a whole world inside worlds, I can proudly say that I could give you context on lockdown in two different countries. We've lived in South African lockdown and UK lockdown, but that's also given me an opportunity to really drill down um, and focus on my business, um, on my my practice. I'm a very optimistic person. I'm not always a positive person, but I've realized that um, this has also been a gift in some regards for our lives because we were able to be quiet and we were able to incubate um, business. We were able to um, focus on home and children and and life even though it was challenging um, a minute and there were challenges for sure but we were able to um use the time well and I, I think that is one of the skills that I do have is that if I am faced with something I am one of those silver lining type of people I look for what I, what could I learn from this you know what could I learn from this time because there was nothing we could do you know my husband was consuming the stats every day of of the R numbers and the, and the figures of COVID, and it really—I I, I, really—I just used to say to him every other day, "What are the highlights? What do I need to know?" Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get involved in anything to do with what was going on out there. I felt like I was in this little bubble, um, where my my home became my sanctuary and a safe place, and I just kept my head down, and I stayed focused. I'm um, on. You know, on on life as best as I could, because I knew that I couldn't control none of us could what was going on around me. So involving myself in that conversation wouldn't have been good. And I knew that the clients that I was serving also needed to get away from that conversation.
1: Yeah, big time. Because it is one of those easy things to talk about. So you really, when you left South Africa, you all were in lockdown and then you came over here to the United Kingdom. And we talked about this briefly the other day when you and I had our, our, our first chat and you came over here to the United Kingdom in lockdown. So it's kind of like you've only just recently been let free, haven't you, in the nicest
0: possible way. So yes. how has
1: that been for you? Because you're now just getting to explore where you live, aren't you?
0: Yeah, it's interesting because whenever my mom would phone from Cape Town in South Africa, she'd say, where are you? And I said, mom, there's only three places. I'm either home, the supermarket or the park. Those are the three places I could be. So, you know, my husband and I went out for dinner last night for the first time. We realized this is the first meal that we've sat, just my husband and myself, my children were home uh, with um, the, our cleaner who was babysitting for, the, for us for two hours. And we just sat on the sidewalk out in the freezing cold um, in, our, in our coats and we, we enjoyed a meal together. And I thought, wow, this is what a gift, you know? Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel denied that I haven't done this for a year. I, I was able to just say, be so grateful for that time just to sit have somebody else bring me something to eat, drink Mm -hmm. something, pay some money for service. It was the the waitress's first day on the job. She was just so happy to be in in a job. Um, So it was just this like space of gratitude, really, because it was grateful for the food, grateful for the service, grateful for the table. um, And it felt like a a, a very promising new normal, really. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that is, you know, there's no certainty that the restaurant will be open in three months' time. But for that moment and that meal and for that experience, really grateful and excited. So I'm very excited about the future. And it, I think it's, it's not promised to anybody. We don't know anything about what the future really does hold. So we have this moment and then the next moment. and And that's how I work with my clients as well. I celebrate each little victory.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you. I, the other big topic of going out and doing this, I got my haircut yesterday, which was huge excitement for me. And I was talking with one of the women there and she is equally just so grateful to have a job. And I think one of the many silver linings is that huge appreciation for a lot of the simple things of being able to get out and go and get your hair cut. and everyone rejoices in that. And just the excitement of of being able to do things that we normally would do. And I think those are going to bring forth lots of different topics of discussion for people, good and bad and indifferent as well. But one of the things that I wanted to ask you, it's going back a bit, is you were working for this supplement company, correct? Mm-hmm. And what was it within you that thought, right, this is the time for me to do this now. I've got to do this now. I'm always interested in those points in people's lives where they say, yep, that's it. I'm going to make that shift.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's exactly that. It's that tipping point. You know, what was that point at which I Mm. I made the decision? It was that I, I, I knew in my heart that my family were going to live in another country. And if I was going to study something that at some point I would need to study this course now before, how would I navigate this course in another country, in a new space? And it just made sense at the time. And um, there wasn't anything, I definitely didn't have the time. That's, I remember speaking to some of my clients that had certified. And I said to Well, how many hours do I need? And what do I need to set aside? And they said, Leora, just do it. You know, you'll find the time and just, just do the program, do the course, and you'll work it out. And it, and it was such good advice. You know, I, I still have some of the transcripts and some of the recordings that I still haven't listened to but I've got the access to them and I will go back and listen to them. But it, 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 um, I couldn't actually pinpoint, there wasn't a decisive turning point because it wasn't one of those aha Mm. moments that it it was literally just making trusting my gut Mm. that at that moment, this is, this is a good choice. Um, it's interesting. uh, Although I will say that my father had passed away and, there was a little bit of money that came back in some kind of policy. I think there was just a, a policy that paid out something small. It was a small little money something that I remember getting money in my account, and I saw that money, and then I just thought that's what the money's for. So maybe, maybe wow. if you ask me, yeah, I, I think nice. I, I think that could be that could be it. And um, as in, I haven't thought about it until this moment, but I think I remember the money being in my account and it was just, it's just money if it's sitting in the account and I didn't need that money at that exact moment for anything specific. And the one thing I know that I've never been disappointed about investing in is my education. And I knew, and I didn't sign up to become a health coach. I've got to be honest. I didn't do the course to become a functional medicine health coach, even though that was the training. I did it because the, the, I trusted the faculty um, I trusted the information. Um, it was it was just a confirmation for me of the work that I'd done. It was almost a I wasn't leaving my job with anything other than the fact that I served all those clients for all those years. But I knew that if I did this certification, it would be my my ticket, my little golden ticket inside <laughs> of the functional medicine world. If I if I could describe it in that way. And <laughs> and I thought whatever I use it for, I'll use it for. I'll work mm-hmm. it out down the line. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. I think that's great. It's kind of like it's built up like a wave of things. So there's not really oftentimes there's not really one thing in particular, but it's this lovely buildup of all these collective things that kind of push you into that. And then one thing will just give you that final bit, like the money in Mm -hmm. your account saying, okay, you can do this and it's the right thing. And you know, you finally get that. Oh, okay. So why not? I do think it's funny that you're clients were just saying oh don't worry about the time because I'm sure I'm sure it was if it's anything like the hours spent for studying for nutritional therapy it must have been time consuming but it,
0: it, it was time consuming but it was also for it was also forgiving for people that are working in a in a yeah. busy lifestyle and I had a lot of foundational knowledge yeah from my training already. So it was, it wasn't difficult for me, maybe, maybe for some other people that would have been more intensive, Mm -hmm. but I felt that when I listened to the webinars that I could listen and absorb the information quite quickly. So it Mm -hmm. wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't necessary for me to, I didn't have to research every term, you know, it wasn't like, well, what is, what is absorption? What is assimilation? What is digestion? What is, it wasn't, um, it wasn't all new for me, yeah. which was, which was lovely as well. Cause it, it was just, it was a lot of confirmation. Um, mm-hmm. and I, it was, it was a place for my knowledge to live and it served me really well. That's all I can say. I didn't think it would be going in the direction that it is. So I had a conversation before my meeting with you now, and the woman I was speaking to said to me, well, you know, what, what are your plans for the next, you know, where are you are going? And I, I actually, the truth is that I, I'm not one of those people that has the two-year and the five-year and the ten-year plan because at the moment I can have a conversation with somebody um, and then it becomes the next week plan, you know. So, And that's not a lack of direction in any regard. It's actually allowing for things to emerge, which is less stressful actually. Mm. That's lovely. So let's talk about what,
1: what's going on with you now and, and the, the work that you are doing, if we can. And um, so it's going to be interesting as we chat about how things are unfolding for you and the various projects that you're working on. Is that okay if we, we talk about that now?
0: Yeah, you're happy to do that. Yeah, sure. Happy to. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I've, until this point, I mean, I, I started, um, I essentially only started my functional medicine coaching business in. Officially, I would say uh, when I registered the company, I think it was in August of last year. So it's really very early days. And what that meant was I I was doing that. And at the same time, I was applying for jobs because I knew I wanted, I didn't think I could do this only. And I still felt like I needed to have a job. So I was grateful that I I got a job with um, a company here in the UK called Cambridge Nutritional Sciences. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had a short um, role with them. And that re- that finished recently. We just went our different ways. And I was just so grateful for having had that job because it also confirmed for me how much I also want to be a functional medicine health coach and build my practice because I was working. It's difficult to do everything and you've got to mm. focus somewhere. And at the end of the day, that is what I did and what I'm doing now. I, you know, in December of last year, I ran a group health coaching program That went really well. And I still remember my husband saying, are you crazy? Why are you doing the program in December? Who's going to sign up for a program in December? And, and, you know, people signed up. You know, I had, um, I think there were about eight of us in that group. And it was my very first group. And I remember writing down in the book, you know, the names of the people. And I was like, I can't believe these people actually want to do this with me. It was quite confirming that I put something out there. I put a date in the diary Uh, people that I know, there happened to be more friends and family, I'll be honest. And there was one or two people that weren't, but they signed up to do this course with me. And I then got my job and I had to focus on my job as it started. But I then put together a collaboration of women and I launched my second program, which was in February. And that was, I called it 14D Shift and 14D Shift was a 14 day online wellness training program for women, essentially. And it was an intensive 14 days we were together. And it was a test pilot to see what shift could actually occur if you focus on your health for 14 days straight um, in a row. And it was a transformational experience, not only for me as the core facilitator of the program and coach, but also for the speakers that I had that were contributors, um, for the participants in the program. And it was life changing. Um, if I think of the one participant in particular, mm-hmm. um, she was a mom, and um, she was a mom from my school. And I actually I gave a free ticket to one of the mom. I, I said I gave to the the PTA. I said I'm willing to raffle a ticket to participate in this program. And I didn't know who she was. I ch- chose her name from an email list, and I thought, <laughs> okay, uh, that name. Let's let's give that name a try. Um, she signed on. She was the most dedicated participant in the program. So grateful oh. for her prize. And, um, you know, she's gone on from those 14 days to being inspired to study color therapy. And, wow. she, you know, so it was literally that program that spearheaded for her something transformational. So it was that opportunity for something being possible that inspires me. And it's, it's kind of what I'm doing now. So I chose the group health coaching model because of the dynamic that I believe exists so powerfully inside of conversation with others. Um, and also because we were in the middle of the pandemic and I felt more than one-on-one, people needed community. And, yeah. and I experienced two different communities, the one that was the December community and the second one was the February community. And we're still all in contact. But because I was in a job, I wasn't able to move that forward towards um, you know, some of them wanting one-on-one private coaching or, or, or even developing that further. So now I'm further um, focusing on developing more programs and, um, you know, building out my own health coaching model where I'm, I've got some functional medicine health doctors that are wanting to refer to me. I've got some nice. people that are, you know, so I, I'm open-minded um, as to what it looks like and it, and it's not all worked out. You know, I'm not going to say to you, Deb, that I'm a, I've got <laughs> it all worked out. Cause I don't, it's, it's evolving. And it's exciting that it's evolving. It, it yeah. doesn't all look like pretty pictures. If you go look at my website, you'll see that there's nothing there yet because I just haven't had the time to put it together. But um, you know, my husband, we have a design agency, and I've just got the whole design look and feel. So that's going to happen soon. And I think I'm, I'm building out. Uh, um, I'm building out what people are looking for, um, and mm-hmm. I think that's really attuned to my. Four values, which I which I call the four C's, which is um, connection, community, collaboration, and contribution. So those are my four C's, and I call them the four C's because I can work with anybody that has values, but not as a tagline, but that actually are a mirror image for me. Mm. So that that that's really where I believe we can affect change and also for people that are ready to change because that's the difference between working with a coach sometimes and working with maybe somebody else is we want to work with people or I want to work with people that are wanting to move their life forward or move in a different direction mm-hmm. it's that
1: waiting to see how it evolves so you're kind of doing that. I like that you are doing a similar thing with your own business of seeing how it's evolving and growing because you've got so much background. It's letting things fall into place as they, they need to at that time. With the 14D shift program that you did, did that just come to you based on the course that you did in December that you thought, Oh, let's just take this to a next step. And you designed that, or did you just go out and talk to people and say, what would you like to have? Or what, how did you build that program just out of curiosity? Cause I think people would like to hear that.
0: Yeah. I think what I did was um, again, I trust my intuition and my gut feel. And I think mm. I, and I have a lot of people in my network uh, specifically in South Africa and because of the global shift in being able to deliver healthcare across a zoom call, which Mm -hmm. is incredible. I realized, hold on a second. I've got people that I want to work with. And all I did was I put a date in the diary. I said, first of February. (laughs) So that's what I do. I just put, I put dates in the diary and then I move towards that date because first build the intention and then the program and everything will follow. So it was really, I knew that I wanted to do something because December was successful. January, I had the new job I was starting with and I knew that maybe by February, I could start something. And I started to kind of curate a vision that I wanted to create a sense for people that they couldn't go and have a facial or go and have a massage or have their hair done, but that they could make their home a sanctuary. Yeah. So that's what I did. And it was the, at the height of the lockdown. And from the 1st to the 14th of February, I wanted people to reinvent their home to be a place that they were happy to be in, um, that they could eat differently, that they could move differently, that they could talk differently, that they could think differently. And it was really powerful. So I, I basically phoned people up and I said, these this is what I'm doing. Um, I'll let you know closer to the time exactly what it's going to look like. <laughs> and, um, They said, Well, if you're doing it, I want to work with you. It was literally that. They were happy. They just trusted me um, to be the person to coordinate the program. And I am quite good at putting programs together. And I know what, and I, I had a good feeling, I think, what people were looking for. And that's what I did. So I put the people together, and my husband was the designer, and he put together the program in terms of making it visually appealing. And people signed up to join and the rest was history. And I haven't repeated it since then because there are modifiable variables that I needed to consider, like it was intense to be on call for 14 mm-hmm. days straight uh, with no um, downtime in terms of, I was also creating as I was going because I was, mm-hmm. I was f- getting feedback from the people in the program around how things were moving as we were moving through it mm-hmm. um, And it it was very inspiring because there was change, you know, people were doing practical things, you know, and, and the dynamic of the group was what was so powerful because, you know, you could go to a functional medicine doctor or any doctor and they could say, you need to eat well, you need to exercise, here's your diet plan, you need to not cut out gluten, wheat, dairy and sugar. But when you're in a group and you've got people that are holding you accountable, in that group, there's that dynamic of, I didn't say you need to exercise somebody said well, i'm going for a walk now um, it's cold i'm going to put on my hat and my coat and my gloves and then somebody else will say oh i'm going to do the same you know mm-hmm. so there you go i didn't do anything all i did was create a holding space for people to do what they intrinsically know to do which is people know they need to eat well they know they need to exercise they know that they need to make healthy choices, but they don't do it because there isn't always a confirming environment Mm. um, or they don't have other people that they're sharing the journey with. So I would say the success of those, that program really was the sense of community Mm. collaboration. There was a sense of connection and there was an opportunity to feel like they were contributing. There was somewhere that they could be. That was also for themselves. They were all women. Many of them were mothers and they could put back into their own energy because they were homeschooling. Gosh, they were... honestly. It, it was a tough time. And somehow they carved out this little bit of extra time. And it was such a small bit of extra time that was for them. So it was creating the spa day every day for 14 days at home, which was I'm investing in me, me and me so that I can give to those around me that I love. Um, in my home and then in my work. So, yeah, the beauty of it, I believe, is that there's an ability to transform this program at a deeper level um, for other, other environments, which is what I'm also looking at. It doesn't only have to be for, um, you know, individuals. It could be um, also for corporate, um, well, not only corporate wellness, but even medium-sized businesses. Um, people need to find their community, you know, mm. they need to find their health community. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: They do. They really do. And I think providing that safe space for people to have that conversation about their health issues and or just just even just the fact that I'm going to go out for a walk and encouraging others to do the same thing. I mean, those are so important. Did you find with the other people that you had come on to present, you had other other people with different specialisms to come on? Did you find it that the feedback from your participants, were the speakers happy to shift around so they would redo their programs based on what the the participants wanted? Does that make sense what I'm asking? So I guess what I'm asking is... If you've got people coming in to do your program, and you've got a collective, which I think is great, collective of specialists coming in, as you were evolving that program, was it your part that was really that you would ch- shift and change, or did you ask the other speakers to do the same?
0: So there wasn't anything that was overtly wrong that we needed yeah. to that we needed to change. So I think it yeah. was just I, you know, I was holding holding the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just say, you know, this is what these are this is what's working. Um, mm-hmm. let's chat about it. And we didn't actually, I, I gave them space just to be themselves. And even though it was branded under 14D shift, I moved people towards each of these professionals that have their own businesses. So the mm-hmm. one was a functional medicine doctor and also a nutritional chef. She's a food, a foodie chef, amazing, in in, in a garden route in South Africa. And I want her business to grow. And I wanted the other people's businesses to grow. So the idea of what I'm doing as well is I believe that when the tide rises, all boats rise, you know, and I think that's, that's what JF Kennedy said, you know, and I have that philosophy that there's so many people that need help. And the coach approach is that people will go to the person that they connect with Mm -hmm. um, in terms of who they want their healthcare person to be. So I was only too happy for the one uh, person on the program. She was doing, Uh, yoga and um, numerology and chakra balancing and just bringing these different ways of thinking about things into the program. And she then developed a seven week program out of my program. And two of the participants went to her program to do that afterwards. And I'm doing it with her. So as a participant in her program. So there's the sense of we came together under this uh, different brand, but I wanted all their businesses to be exposed because that's the background I come from in my supplement company role where I worked for in South Africa for 15 years, because there, I know what practices need in terms of b- growth. Um, yeah. and, and oftentimes it's difficult for practitioners to be the, the caregiver and the business person at the same time. So yeah. they really appreciated, um, you know one or two of them in particular, how I helped them to get their program going. In fact, the one participant, she's a very she's my first UK, A friend that I met at the UK Health Coaches Association I sat next to her uh, my friend Fabi in fact I'm going to her for lunch on Saturday and um, (laughs) she said you know in in, in the program you know she uh, she launched her cooking school because of being one of the speakers in the program and she said I gave her the confidence to launch her cooking school and do a program an online cooking school where it was something she was waiting for to kind of Look perfect sometimes before mm-hmm. you emerge it. and then she realized I've just got to get get going on it. I've just got yeah. to let us just do this. you know, I've got skills. I'm an amazing cook. Um, and she was you know I had I had the woman from South Africa that did the one workshop and she did the other one. and that was the launch pad for her. now now for me as a as a functional medicine health coach, I believe that it's not just being a functional medicine health coach, it's being a business coach essentially. it's being a a leader in functional medicine, and in general, helping businesses that are good businesses to grow. So, that, mm. so that's my mission as well. It's not, only, it's not only about coaching people around their diet and their lifestyle. It's about helping healthy businesses to grow as well. Mm.
1: It's great because you have extensive experience in all of that. So you can really just let that unfold in your conversations with with your clients and with your colleagues and can help them. It's really exciting. It's one of the things that you and I... Talked about when we first started chatting is that collaborative effort and that intent to really help each other within this industry because we're both and so many of us are keen to really build that bridge so we all do help each other because we know that there are not that many of us out there and there are a lot of people who need help. And we want them to understand that they can really take ownership of their health and well-being. So it's so exciting to be able to connect up. And and one of the reasons I do love my podcast is I get to talk to all kinds of people.
0: I know, such fun. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it is. It's really fun. It's really fun. So, um, yes, um, it's one of those things. So can we, I know you've said that you don't really have... um, a plan going forward. But it would be interesting to talk about things that you do have going on now and what your process is or, or what you have in mind. Are you happy to do that or would you like to talk about something else?
0: Well, well, let me say I don't not have a plan. I just, you know, let me clarify that a bit better. I do have a plan. I do have a plan. Still, <laughs> uh, I, have a plan. Uh, I definitely am a planner but I'm not attached to the outcome of that plan. Does that See, make
1: more sense? I've outed you. I've outed you.
0: <laughs> so, so I- so I knew you I, did. I knew you did. So, so, so right now, so I've been, I mean, please God, I'm going to write through the board exam um, in October um, to be a board certified functional medicine health coach. Um, I have got entrepreneurial pursuits that I'm busy with um, in terms of the business coaching model uh, for practitioners specifically. Mm-hmm. Um I have a mentor that I'm working with who's in Australia and who's supporting me um, in terms of putting certain of programs together for um, people in healthcare professions. Um, But in terms of where I'm going with my, my practice and business as a whole, I'm at the moment more in an exploratory phase of working out exactly the type of clients that I want because at the moment I'm attracting a broad group of clients, which I'm Mm -hmm. happy with. Um, And I I do have a clear avatar of of clients that I would supposedly want to be working with, which is I'm I'm generally pulled towards entrepreneurs, um, towards leaders, people that are in business, that are also looking to live a healthy life because at the end of the day, it's often the entrepreneur who is Not looking after their health because they don't have that healthcare department. You know, I mean, they don't have the HR department that, um, you know, where they they can't put in for the days sick leave because they are they are the department, right? So they are
1: they're they're
0: everything. They are everything. So it it all kind of starts and ends with them, and I identify with that, and I want to support those people. So almost disrupting disrupting that potential negative. Trajectory that some of these people face with their health, where their health plays second fiddle. You know, they'd rather take the meeting and skip yeah. lunch, or take the meeting and um, and skip sleep, um, or take the meeting and skip exercise. Mm-hmm. So supporting them, how to be healthy entrepreneurs and build business for good um, and and a healthy. Businesses that people want to work in um, and all around. So it's kind of where I naturally seem to be evolving towards. But in the same vein, I am also a mom um, and I've got kids, and people are reaching out to me that are that are families um, and wanting to transform almost a family health type of picture as well. So you know it's it's evolving. That's why I'm saying I'm I'm not in the stage where I'm turning particular areas or turning particular clients away at this moment in time because. I like a variety of people that I serve. And I would say that my, my core client that I serve is the person or the people that are ready to make a change. So that's that. I don't want to work with people that are in that pre contemplative stage where they think that they may be interested in health in some way, but they actually are not ready. So when people are ready, I'm ready for them Mm -hmm. and and I'm ready to hold their hand and, and, and walk with them because that, that's what I do. You know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a very powerful space to be with somebody. And it doesn't mean that they have to be attached to their outcome because just like I just said, I, I'm not attached to the outcome, but they've got to be willing to take the steps. Yeah. You know, like what could it look like? You know, yeah. I often ask my clients, you know, what, would it, what could it look like for you to imagine your life six months from now? One where you've got vitality and well being and less fear and anxiety. And there's some people that haven't thought past tomorrow because they're not in thrive mode, they're in survive mode. Yeah. It's taking people out of survive mode into thrive mode, walking forward with them and um, seeing change emerge. So, yeah, those are, uh, does that, I don't know if that provides a bit more clarity.
1: It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I absolutely know what you mean. Cause I have said to clients before, what if it can be different? How about thinking about this? That you know you can what if you can change this? What if you can do some different things? And they're often stymied by that and think, what? So I think it's exciting. And I knew you had something in mind. It did just make me laugh. So I, <laughs> I love to join that. And and actually working with entrepreneurs and working with moms. I mean, moms and entrepreneurs are really the same thing. I don't know how. I know so many mothers, you know, children, dogs, family, homeschooling, business. I mean, I would have tur- yanked all the hair out of my head if I'd had to do all of that. I mean, I, I just don't know how they do it. So... If you can help a mother find a few minutes every day to do something, I'm sure that that is equally applied to entrepreneurs because they also are trying to do umpteen million things, as we know, because we both are. We have our own businesses and you have to find a way to do it all. So it's um, it's quite a it's quite a task at hand, an exciting thing, but a, a task at hand. Um, so how do you take care of yourself? I like to ask everyone what they do to take care of themselves because we're always talking about everyone else. So what do you do to take care of you?
0: Oh, I love that question after I just had a sip of my (laughs) my beautiful sparkling water that I'm (laughs) drinking. I take very little time to give myself a reboot. So I'm one of those people that I need very little to give myself that sense of recharge. But I, I love... Um, Therapy in the sense of I cannot wait to book a day um, at the Sopwell House Spa in Hertfordshire, (laughs) where I will go and swim in the hot pools. And um, just, I I like sauna and I like steam and I like sensory experiences. So I, it's not a, and and I do enjoy luxury like that. But that again is something you can only do, you know, once in a blue moon. So how did, how do I bring that into my life? Because that's what I was doing on 14D shift. So I bring the spa home. Um, and one of the things I do is I, I love having a hot bath with magnesium salts. Mm. Um, I try to do that every day. Um, so, And it's like it's like a soak where I just, I lie there and I just, I don't know, I just pretend I'm in the spa, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you switch off. It's like I flicking just, and just I just, I of just
0: switch off. So I would say that's one thing for sure. Another thing is no matter what the season is, I get into nature every day. So there's a, I came across um, a concept called free live. The concept it comes from Norway of you get into nature every day, no matter what nature mm. is doing. So whether it's raining, snowing, sh- shining, or windy, whatever the season is that you're facing, just go into nature. And I find that that resets me, especially when there's a lot of online work, Zoom work. Mm. Um, yeah, so getting into nature, having a hot bath, um, I love that. I do sometimes try a little bit of the Wim Hof method with having a hot shower and then doing a bit of a cold to go with it as well. So again, that yes. that sensory uh, experience and um, and I and I actually feel a lot of joy um, in being with my family. You know, it's um, even though we've been in lockdown and I would say that there's been family overload, um, <laughs> I still enjoy the time with my kids and I try to be very present with them and and also just bring to them things that I would have loved to have had in my life at their age, like using something like the Insight Timer app, which is free. Um, mm. And they've got their children's meditations. And my, my kids will say, Oh, mommy, you know, I can't go to sleep, we well, just pop on my meditation. Oh, so, right. so I put the meditation on and then they go to sleep. So I, it, it's, it's bringing everything that I do for others into my life. Um, mm. So that that's what nourishes me and yeah, I, I'm one of those people that I would say the simplest thing and the simplest answer is, um, yeah, being in nature and also doing yoga is another one. So yeah. I, I do do yoga reg- regularly. I, ha- I haven't done it the last few weeks. Actually, I hurt my. I did a headstand, um, and I really hurt my neck um, when oh. I did that. So I feel a little bit injured. Um, yeah. So just taking a bit of a breather from. Mm from doing anything too hectic. So just been, even if I just lie on the floor mm-hmm. and put my legs up the wall, just that is is, is good. So, you know, changing the direction. So, mm-hmm. and, and what I was saying in the very beginning, it's about that simple little reset. So sometimes yeah. it could literally be five minutes that I go and just take for myself and I then don't fill every space that I have with social media as an example, you know, Yeah just take a breather, you know, like even with the advent of Clubhouse, you know, people that maybe are going into nature, but then they're listening either to a podcast, okay, I mean, I hope they do listen to this podcast, but (laughs) that that, that wherever people are doing something, they're filling themselves all the time with information and stimulus, it's also good to just not have any stimulus, so I have been doing it for a while, in fact, I started this about, probably about two years ago, doing a once-a-week complete digital detox. And, in fact, when I did the 14D shift program, Saturday was no contribution to the group. So I actually did take a day off, just in full disclosure. But their their work for the Saturday was to disengage. Mm. Nice. So to be unproductive, because I think there's such a, a negative view on downtime Yes. And when in actual fact, that is where we gain so much strength is in the reset, in the rest. You know, you didn't have a good night's sleep. Well, have a nap if you can. You know, have a nap for 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. reset, regroup, step back, reflect. So that's, I'm trying to build in more white time into my calendar where there's empty spaces and not every hour has to be looking uh, overly productive. And, yeah. and 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 not feeling guilty about that, you know, not yeah. feeling guilty about that.
1: I totally agree because we, we've somehow gotten to this. It's glamorous to be really busy. And actually, fortunately, I think it's becoming more the thing of saying, giving yourself that time for that total switch off. And gosh, it, time has flown by. It really has. And I'm so excited and just really grateful that we've had this opportunity to speak to each other. And I'm really looking forward to watching and seeing your own business grow. And it's just wonderful to have a chance to meet with you and have an opportunity to talk.
0: Well, thank you so much. And you know what, I always believe that everything in life happens for a reason and you meet people. um, You know, As you say, we met on LinkedIn and I don't even know how we met, but we we just met and and here we are and and that's life so it's trusting the process and you know i'm just so grateful that you're doing the work that you're doing by um, providing this podcast um to to serve others and to introduce people to a different way of of considering things and um yeah i'm grateful for anybody that's flying the flag of um really a new way of looking at things and embracing that so agreed agreed very
1: grateful Ah, thank you. Well, until next time, we'll leave it there for now. Well, folks, that's all for today. I really appreciate your sitting in and listening in to my conversation with Leora. What an amazing woman. If you would like to get in touch with Leora, I will be sure and provide links in the show notes so you can follow her on the various social media platforms or you can find her on her website. Now then, there are a few things that I'd like to talk with you about, as always, and one of them is going to be, it's got to be, about that Bellican. You know you have got to bounce soft to feel good. What can I say? what can I say other than it has absolutely been one of the best things that I've done for my health and well-being mentally and physically. I absolutely love it and the research continues to grow and show the benefits of rebounding. So if you would like to find out more about it, do get in touch with me. I will provide a link in the show notes so you can have a snoop around the Bellican website on your own. I am absolutely delighted and so happy that I am affiliated with this wonderful organization. And on another note, I'd like to thank you for subscribing to my podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please leave a review. And if you think there's someone who might find them a benefit, please pass them along. I would really appreciate it. I have a great rota of people joining me over the next few months. So watch this space. But in the meantime, I'd like to thank you again for joining me. And until next time, here's wishing you and yours the very best of health. Bye for now. Bye.